Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Waterglow Podcast. We're your hosts, Ben. And Indigo. I can't, I don't know. I have the giggles. Me too. For some reason. Yes, yes. So today we are going to be talking about synchronicities and fractal patterns. My favorite. Yes. Fractals. <laughs> yes, yes. I love fractals. Me too. I mean, yeah, it's weird, but you know, mm-hmm. I think it's because like it's the only math that I actually understand the translation into the physical, yeah. and I understand it really, really well. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, fractals are cool. I could get down with fractals <laughs> and syncs. Fractals yes. and synchronicities go hand in hand. Absolutely. It's kind of how the how the synchronicities work. Mm-hmm. based off of fractals, which are patterns, repeating patterns that expand as they repeat. Yeah, yeah. And, then, you know, that's, uh, there's a lot of combining, too. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, like, yeah, weaving and, mm-hmm. yeah. It kind of ties in with archetypes, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can take this so many ways. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> but, yeah, like, um, I don't know, it, I, I guess, like, if... Um, I figure most people that are listening to this probably know what synchronicity is. Yeah, but we should probably give a little brief overview just in case. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I've I've heard it described a few different ways, right? Um, meaningful coincidence being one of them. Right, right? the most common. Right. Um, Who coined it? Carl Jung. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, he coined the phrase. Uh, I, I think... Um, I, I want to say that he originally described it as um, non-causal connection. Right. Seemingly unrelated things going hand in hand. I just looked right. up the definition. It says synchronicity is a concept first introduced by Carl Jung to describe circumstances that appear meaningfully related yet lack a casual connection. Uh, so that's causal. the official definition. Yeah. Yes. So, so like they, they seem like they're not connected, but they are. Right. You you can tell that they're connected, but there's no um there's no physical way that they are related to each other. Yeah. The especially if you're just coming out or still in the basic Blake black box programming it could be freaky and and most of the time you don't notice it. It's happening all the time. Mm-hmm. It's about you getting into an alignment with your higher self, the more in alignment you are, the more intense the synchronicities get. Yeah. I think one of my favorite stories of synchronicity, one of one of many, most of my favorite ones have to do with music, but you can't really describe those. Mm-hmm. But one of my favorite ones was when I was at the grocery store shopping and I thought to myself, I was like, where is the olive oil I'm looking for? And two guys who were having a casual conversation next to me that had nothing to do with what I was thinking were like bottom shelf. And so I look, I, I was like, all right, I looked down at the bottom shelf and there was the olive oil that I was looking for. Yeah. So like, that's another really cool thing about synchronicity is once you clear yourself of all, all the densities, the healing that needs to be done, the trauma you've accumulated, you face and conquer your fears, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, you can actually use synchronicity to guide you for some for big major moves in your life or something as simple as finding the olive oil you're having a hard time finding. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. 
I, I had one like happen just the other day. Um, I was kind of struggling with some self doubt, mm. you know. Oh yeah, uh, your doubt. Yeah. Well, uh, oh no, that that one shows up all the time. Yeah. But uh, I was listening to some music in the background, right? Mm. And I was just, uh, I, I was kind of like spiraling a little bit, like, oh my god, what if I'm just making all of this shit up? Uh, what yeah. if I'm just? And then the music said, "Insane." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, okay. I think that's. I think that's like the greatest fear of people who are experiencing the magic. Yeah. Ex- you know, there's a a fairly decent sized group of people who are realizing a lot who already have realized and a lot who are realizing that our reality is not what we were taught it was. And you, you kind of feel like you're going insane when you, especially when you start experiencing uh, pure alignment with the divine, with Mm -hmm. your higher self. Right. Um, uh, Things can get very intense. They can get very confusing because one of the first, okay, I know for me and for most of the people I've spoken with who have gone through, I, I, I believe it's referred to the initiation where, where you wake up, you realize that our reality is not what you were told it was and that everything's backwards. Mm-hmm. Everything's flip-flop. And that's basically literally everything you've ever been taught was somebody else's interpretation of the world. Right. And then you have this sudden revelation where you're like, holy shit. None of it is what I thought it was. Mm-hmm. And then you start putting the pieces together and you realize that they're set, they're actually inverted. They're, they're uh, opposite of what it's supposed to be. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah, and it really is. synchronicities get very into alignment to guide you through that process. Because mm-hmm. one of the, the big major uh, things that you have to accomplish before you can complete that process is trusting yourself because you are the creator of your reality. You are the boss of your life. You are responsible for your experience. Mm -hmm. Therefore you need to learn to trust yourself and following synchronicities that will help you learn to trust yourself. You'll, and you will have trial and error uh, source your higher self will intentionally lead you in the wrong direction, but it's not actually the wrong direction. It's a lesson, right? It's something that you need to, that you will use likely use later when you're on the right track, even dead ends lead somewhere. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I definitely had some lessons <laughs> with synchronicities a couple of years ago. Yeah. You know, like they were like, almost constant right mm-hmm. oh yeah and like it's, i was it's so weird yeah and i was like trying to figure out what it meant and all right. this yeah like decoding the the synchronicities uh-huh. and everything and you decode at your frequency yeah and um <clears throat> apparently my higher self decided that i needed a little bit of a lesson in humility <laughs> oh yeah those are fun yeah yeah serve the crow yes but like you know it, it, it it's part of the process and I don't know. It that took me a while to get over, you know. Yeah, like, it's because like humility is important, but so is confidence. Right, and it's and hard to keep both sometimes. Yeah, you 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 can't you can't really know one without the other. Like I know there's anything's possible. It's entirely possible that you can, but is it true confidence if you don't know humility? If you haven't been humbled, right? You know. Yeah, but uh, yeah, embodying. Uh, a confident humility is tricky. Yes. Yeah. 
it's easy to like fall in one direction or the other. Mm-hmm. And For- for me, I think it boils down to emotional maturity. Mm-hmm. If you can control your emotional response or reaction to things, then you're good. Like yeah. you can control being humble. You can control uh, confidence, not turning into arrogance, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Synchronicities and fractals. Yes. And that that's, <clears throat> uh, that, that's something that like I, I think a lot of people have a hard time wrapping their head around when it comes to synchronicity is... Uh, like where the way that we are taught and the way that we experience reality is that it, it's very mechanical, right? Right. That is like everything is causally related. Well, prior right? to awakening, yes. But yeah, yeah. But it's like um, the 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 way that like I don't know, um, kind of the the physicalist interpretation of reality is that. Uh, like, I don't know, everything can be boiled down to basic physics. Right. Right. Yeah. And no. Right. <laughs> exactly. And synchronicity totally flies in the face of that. So it gets chalked up to um, coincidence, either coincidence or delusion. Right. Oh, yeah. And, you know, fuck or, those people. <laughs> fuck yeah. those people in the ass with no loop. Yes. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. They, like, they, they, I did. I didn't experience it, so it can't exist. You must be crazy. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. It is, yeah. Trying to shame, scare, and guilt people out of exploring that. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like, why would anybody want... Well, I guess that's part of it. It takes bravery to push through, mm-hmm. to break through this the stigma around magic and synchronicity and the higher the higher worlds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like like when you like start experiencing synchronicity, it it kind of help it kind of helps me to kind of understand that space and time are not absolute. Malleable. Yeah, that they are very very much not what they appear to be. Right. At all. And and one thing that you need to understand is that pr- this synchronicity magic the higher frequencies the higher worlds the higher reality the higher timelines whatever you want to call it prior you have it has to be discovered on your own like Mm -hmm. we can help guide you we can explain how we did it how we found it but ultimately you will be the one to discover it on your own and prior to that there is a giant wall of doubt of shame of guilt like of all kinds of people who are going to tell you you're crazy all kinds of stories that scare you into wanting to run away and and that's part of any heroic journey isn't it you Mm -hmm. you 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 fight your way through uh you know the monsters you conquer the monsters and then once you're through that dark dense yucky space you, you find the treasure, you find paradise, you find gold, mm-hmm. you find the beautiful things, but you have to be brave enough to go through that darkness to get it. Yep. And not everybody is. I, I'm, I almost crap my pants several times through this process <laughs> metaphorically. Like, you know, yeah. it's scary, mm-hmm. especially if you start at a dense frequency. Like I wasn't in a good space where I started and I was interpreting the synchronicities in a very, very negative manner. And that's another thing you need to understand is that we interpret the synchronicities based off of the frequency of our energy, not 
their energy, right. not where we are getting the things from. So if you are scared, paranoid, um, you know, I, for me, it was like a year and a half of pure paranoia. And it mm -hmm. kind of spiked recently because I think I'm connected to someone going through that. Yeah. Or my past self. I don't know. Anyway, uh, once you come to a point where you realize you can't stop what's happening externally. And I think that's why it kind of comes at you so hard because you have to stop yourself and be like, I can't stop what's what I'm not doing, right. but I can control how I respond to it. So for me, that looked like facing my fears. Yes. I had to do it anyway, do it scared. And as I did that, my frequency started rising and the synchronicities became far less scary mm -hmm. because I just did it anyway. Yep. You know? And every time you do it scared, you face one of these fears, you face the anger, face the sadness, face the paranoia, face whatever, you heal the part of you that's resonating with that frequency and you rise. Mm -hmm. So the more you do that, the more you choose to face and heal or face and conquer, uh, the clearer the messages will become until you reach a space of clarity where you're basically face to face with God having a conversation in a way. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, metaphorically speaking, ish. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's hard. To, it's difficult to talk about. Yeah, it's hard to explain. But yes, definitely. Weirdly, it's easier to describe with images, math, mm -hmm. uh, art. Well, yeah, art. Uh, I, I was actually gonna say that you can you can actually learn a lot about like uh, these like patterns and archetypes, especially from movies and books. Yep. Stories. Yeah. fiction like uh like like you were saying like people like you know make fun of you like you're just crazy right mm -hmm. don't 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 explore this space it's bad right. right that's that falls very heavily into the archetype of the harbinger of doom the end is near yeah don't or, or like or don't like in there. the labyrinth the little the the what was it what character don't go that way yeah. That way is sudden doom. Yes, exactly. That's the way you want to go. You want to go towards the <laughs> scary stuff. So you could conquer it. And then you're like, what, bitch? I survived sudden doom. And yep. like, what are you going to do? Mm -hmm. <laughs> exactly. Like, I'm not afraid of you. Yes. Period. Yep. Anyway. But yeah, you're yeah. always going to have. And, and you know where that stems from? Telling you, don't do not do it. You You might get hurt something bad might happen it's because they're too afraid mm -hmm. and they need you to validate their fear for them yeah they need you to say oh you're you're probably right instead of going anyway yeah and then for me in my experience i went anyway mm -hmm. they everybody was like don't do it don't you're it's it's bad it's bad and i was like nah i'm gonna I'm check it out i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna see what's the worst that happened i die okay <laughs> i was at a point where i didn't care anyway but <laughs> So I did. And I was like, wow, this isn't scary at all. Right. Like you, you get this hype up that, that you're going to face this big, scary monster. And then you get there and it's like a kitten mewing at you. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's it's like, wow, that's it. Yeah. That's all. All right. It is funny how often that happens or it's like that, like the the lead up to it is just like, you know, utter terror. And then you actually look at it and it's like, oh, shit. Okay. It's very cool. anticlimactic. <laughs> so sometimes. And well, yeah. it can be pretty um devastating as well. But 
it's for me the event itself was devastating but it's like looking back i was like wow that was really really easy and and it's so dumb that i was so afraid (laughs) yeah i mean i don't know it's a lot of it kind of reminds me sometimes of like uh towards the end of the wizard of oz where it's like just pull back the curtain yeah like big giant like like they go through all of these horrible trials and ordeals and then go to the big scary wizard and then he's just like some like weird old dude behind a curtain it's so fucked up but it but you end up grateful yeah because look at all you overcame and how you evolved and how you blossomed into this incredible person as Mm -hmm. a result of the journey the journey itself is the treasure yeah like it is the reward yeah it's wild yes and I, I know a lot of people are like scared of the monsters, you know, like there's uh, they, like, rightfully so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, like uh, like shadow work. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like uh, I struggled a long time with anger because like, I had like really bad anger problems as a kid. Right. And um, I, I wound up kind of suppressing it because I didn't trust myself to actually express and handle anger right so i just pushed it down right which is horrible it's a very unhealthy <laughs> and right. like eventually all of that's gonna explode out right um it's not good but anyway uh like that w- that was kind of like one of my big monsters to face was like my anger right right and like um you know i i, I finally like um faced it and dealt with it i was just like oh uh, that wasn't that bad yeah okay it's it's wild how our minds just build it up Mm -hmm. as this huge like it literally feels like being in a movie like like you're going to battle like lord of the rings Mm -hmm. like on the battlefield and it's like i could die or i could be the one that made it through the battlefield you know Mm -hmm. and it's terrifying while you're doing it but then you get to the other side and you look back and you're like wow i put myself through a lot of bullshit for something that wasn't really that difficult yep (laughs) yeah yeah but you know that's how it works sometimes i think it's necessary like it's it's wild because it's all in your head but it's also not and It's you do. uh, It's so difficult to talk about, like the synchronicities, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's your higher self guiding you through life. Mm -hmm. Right. And if you can, for me, it was putting my focus into healing. I had to shed the dense stuff. And side note, when you have lived a life with a lot of pain and a lot of suffering, your pain body becomes your shell, right? Mm Kind of like a cicada, right? They have to shed their skin, right? And if they don't shed their skin, they could die, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, my my pain body was like a blankie for me. It was Mm -hmm. very comfortable to be inside that shell and to have numbed myself to the point where nobody could hurt me anymore. I didn't have to suffer anymore. I didn't have to feel pain because I had created this huge wall around me that nobody could break. Right. So when I first shed my pain body and it's like, it's almost like your future self made the decision for you. So you don't really do it with awareness. So this, this shell that I had created for myself was suddenly gone. It was just gone. And I was hypersensitive to everything. 
I could feel everything so deeply mm-hmm. and it's difficult. That's one of the first parts of the process. And you want to shell up and isolate and hide because who wants to form another pain body after that? But also it's like you're hypersensitive to pain. Right. And, and well, you're also hypersensitive to bliss. You mm-hmm. feel everything more deeply. I don't remember where I was going with that, but it was necessary <laughs> for whatever reason. But yeah, the synchronicities guide you through that process. It'll guide you through the healing. It'll bring you into situations. If you follow the synchronicity, it will bring you into situations to it's like a video game, you know, to collect mm-hmm. what you need for the next mission, for the next thing. It could be uh, a situation with another person so that you could heal something via experience. Like mm-hmm. you have an interaction with this other person, that person gets some lesson and healing from it. You get some sort of lesson and healing from it and it prepares you for the next one. Yep. You know, it, yeah. it's difficult to explain. Yeah. Like you were saying about like, you know, you shed your pain body and then like you feel everything deeply. Right. Mm -hmm. And it can be a little overwhelming. But like the the whole thing with like retreating into a pain body, basically, Mm -hmm. like walling yourself off and closing yourself up. It's basically like um, trying to avoid muscle strain by never moving. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You got it. You just have to push through. Yeah. And and that's part of it right like yes you're made to be so uncomfortable that Mm -hmm. your only option is to push forward yep and it feels like you can't do it you're like i don't have the strength for this i don't have the ability to do this i it feels like you can't Mm -hmm. like it's impossible and i think that's part of it is that you don't have any other option but to find a way yep and then you do and then you get through it and you're like holy shit I'm way stronger than I thought I was. Yes. Way stronger than I realized I was. Yep. And, you know, uh, that's that's something um, that has come to my awareness, or has been my experience anyway, is that, um, you know, it gets easier. But not that things get easier, you get stronger. Yep. You know? Exactly. Kind of like, you know, working out. It's like, you start with a certain amount of weight and it's like, oh my God, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. And then you just keep, keep pushing through. And then you just, at some point you're just like, geez, I need something heavier than this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you just get more and more and more. It's it's like that metaphor I used a few episodes back. Like you, cl- you're climbing a mountain and every few steps they throw like a giant sandbag on your back. And mm-hmm. you're like, how the fuck am I supposed to get up this mountain with all this weight on me? And then you get to the top and you drop all the sandbags and you literally, well, not literally, but you, you float down because yeah. you're, you feel so light. You've become so strong that mm-hmm. the sandbags were nothing, but taking them off is like, you feels like flying. Yeah. There's a ladybug darting around the window. Well, we had like medicine messages, random cold snap. Yeah. We had to pause for a second. So I don't even remember where we were, but that's probably a good thing because we were probably rambling off topic. So it's all good. <laughs> yes. Anyway, back to synchronicities and fractals. Yes. So yes. fractals and patterns, fractal patterns, right? Mm hmm. 
they in a way can describe synchronicity or synchronicity describes fractals because every for me when i first experienced my awakening i saw everything in existence as a fractal mm-hmm. like i i understood i was gifted with the understanding of how the mechanics of our reality and how it functions which was shocking and weird for somebody who had no basic understanding of that kind of thing. Yeah. Like I had seen, like I had seen fractals while doing acid once, like a friend was like, (laughs) Hey, drop this acid, put a fractal on, put this movie on, put this music on. It's really cool. Like, yeah, but I didn't understand what they were until that moment. Mm -hmm. And basically it's like from birth, you start a pattern and that pattern repeats. And every time that pattern repeats, it expands and changes a little, right? And for most people, that pattern is passed to us from our parents. Mm -hmm. So we basically carry on a simplified version of what our parents teach us. They teach us their patterns. And then we take on our version of those patterns. And once you awaken, you are gifted with this under well I was I don't know if everybody is maybe it's just like unique superpowers I don't know <laughs> but for me it was the understanding of how to manipulate fractals how to manipulate the patterns and how to change them which is not easier it not easy it's easier said than done yeah um so basically like you run on autopilot running these patterns that were passed down to you that are expanding and changing without your awareness and then when you awaken you have you start moving through these fractals and patterns with awareness so you can actually change them mm-hmm. and like for me this happened after the birth of my second son and i was like shit I need to change this shit with the quickness so that I'm not passing on toxic patterns to my kids and so that I can get in a healthier spot and blah, blah, blah. And with that understanding, I was able to manipulate my reality in the direction, like move it in the direction that I wanted it to go using synchronicity as a guide. Yeah. Like I set the intention. I would like to set better patterns for myself, for my children. I would like to become healthier I would like to do this and that and other. So the universe basically conspired to start mapping my way towards the patterns that I want mm-hmm. and the patterns that my children want, you know? So if you follow the synchro, if you, if you set the intention, that's the first part, set the intention, know what you want. Do you even know what you want? Do you know what you want to achieve? Do you know where you want to go? Figure that out. Then set the pure intention and then listen. Yes. Feel. Watch. And you will see a path clear as you begin to walk. Mm -hmm. Like just move towards what you want and you'll see a path form and follow it. Yep. Absolutely. Um, I mean, that's been my experience too. I mean, like when I get stuck, it's... uh, it, it it's always because I am stuck in overthinking mode. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, well, I don't know what to do. Anything. Yeah, do anything. Even <laughs> yeah. if you go the even the wrong way will lead you to the right way. Like I said earlier, dead ends are they serve a purpose. Yep. You know, like one of one of the a good metaphor of a dead end is like taking a wrong turn. 
Mm-hmm. Let's say you're on a road trip and you take a wrong turn and you accidentally go in the wrong direction for several miles, right? Yeah. Then you realize, crap, I went the wrong way. And you go back, right? Mm-hmm. And then you get back on the road that you're supposed to be on and you notice that there's a, a fatal car accident that could have been you in that car accident. Right. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like even misdirects, even wrong ways, even dead ends, they all mean something. They're all... F- to serve your higher good. So if you could give gratitude to the situation, then it will help direct you, direct you in the direction you want to go. And it'll also keep you safe and protect you from danger or harm or ill intending people or things. Yeah, exactly. And you know, it's like, like in, um, like in stories, right? Right. There's, Quite often, I mean, it's 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 not always, but quite often in a lot of uh, a lot of like epic type stories, mm-hmm. there's usually some kind of uh, um, like bad turn of events during like part of the story where right? it seems like everything's going to shit and the hero's not going to make it. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, it, it builds dramatic <laughs> tension, you know. Right. And it's part of the experience. Yep. Yeah. Part of the story. Character building. character development and Mm -hmm. it's a good story yeah i mean like it's obviously not like a requirement but right (laughs) for a good story but it's it's a pretty common uh pretty common archetype yeah you know yeah the archetype of that pattern yeah Mm -hmm. yep uh and like i I, i've noticed more and more like the 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 patterns I, i feel like that the um when you see synchronicity more often Right. I, I think a lot of that is like because you're seeing more of the fabric of reality. Right. Right. Yeah. Expanding. Right. Right. And it, it's like the uh, the synchronicities are a manifestation of the underlying patterns. Yes. Um, and I, I, I've, I've, I know I'm a little rambly about it right now, but it, like I've had like so much stuff in my brain right now, but, um, I I know a lot of people, um, start seeing those patterns and take a sort of like almost fatalistic approach to it. Like, what do you mean? Uh, total predestination. Oh yeah. 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 Like, well, if everything's based off of patterns then what can we do? What's the point? Right. Black pill. Yeah. Nihilist. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it works for some people like, you know, Spinoza was like super chill with that. Right. Like he, yeah. He 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 just like he was just like, well, that's fine. This is obviously supposed to work out this way. All right, let's go. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But, but but like uh, I don't know. I, I I've seen a lot of times um, people kind of fall into this like sort of throwing their hands up and uh, about everything and just being like, well. It's all pointless. It's all, yeah, it, 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 it's all predestined. Nothing you can do. Don't care. But right? that's not entirely true. Exactly. Exactly. Because like, um, you have to the... break through that part. Yes. I, I know that I hit that wall mm-hmm. where I was like, "Well, what's the point?" Yeah. And that can be, lead you down a dark path if you don't break through it. Right. Exactly. Um, and also like, it ignores the archetype of evolution and dynamic change right like all of those things are are the are part of the patterns right which means that you know 
we can change things because that's what we do. <laughs> right. And if you set the intention, like to do uh, architect type work to mm -hmm. help shape reality, then you can become a creator. Like <clears throat> that takes a lot of confidence. It, you know, but I'm doing it anyway because it's fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's worth it to mm -hmm. put in the work to do that. Uh, you just set the intention and then follow the sinks. And by the time you reach the point where you can do architect training, <laughs> following the sinks will not be difficult for you. Yeah. yeah. Following the sinks at first is, you know, like 11, 11, one, two, three. Uh, as you, it starts there. It starts with those number sinks, right? And then you'll start, uh, as you gain confidence in yourself, you'll start seeing like one, 33 and you'll understand that that's like a reminder all is one 33 is the number of mastery you mm. know and you'll learn how to read reality yeah like how to read the synchronicities as guidance as a map like yep. follow it and then you get to a point where you could read the wind going through the trees or that's a fine. flock of birds flying by that was uh the reading the wind that, that was actually my first experience yeah um, like, uh, I was, um, eight, I think. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, I, I just like, I just, I, I was standing outside and then the wind just picked up and I was just like, Whoa, I can feel things in the wind. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's wild. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you're more clear as a child. Yeah. And then you accumulate all this baggage and trauma and mm -hmm. you can't hear it as clearly, but then you have an awakening and you drop all that baggage. You're like, Holy shit. Yeah. It's, and the childlike wonder returns. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you, you can read literally anything if mm -hmm. you can focus enough. It's not always easy. Right. Yeah. And, and it's uh, a, a, lot, a lot of it's very subjective, you know, like, you know, 11, 11 could mean one thing to one person and one right. thing to a, a completely different to someone else. Right. And both are equally correct for that person. Yep. And I, I, I think a. That that kind of got me a little bit frustrated at first when I when I was like trying to follow the synchronicities, mm -hmm. um, like a, a couple of years ago. Um, it was just like, okay, okay, well, where are like where's the dictionary right. for this? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's it it doesn't actually exist. You have to build it yourself. Right. Yeah. Because you have to create your own language. Yeah. Like I can explain my language, but it's not going to make. I mean. <clears throat> You, it's kind of like those when you look up numerology, right? Mm -hmm. When you, we, oh, I, I saw eleven eleven. Let me look it up and see what that means. You know, yeah, it, that is a generalized definition for everybody. Yeah, but when you ch make the decision to create your own language, and you define it yourself with your higher self, with this unseen force, uh, you create your own version and you, you don't have to agree to everybody else's interpretation. You can make mm -hmm. your own, which is what I chose to do. Yeah. I was very heavily pushed away from looking. I have looked up, you know, the metaphysical meaning of blah, blah, blah. But I was heavily pushed away from looking up the meanings to create my own, yeah. my own language. Mm -hmm. And it, it's more accurate that way, in my opinion. Yeah. When I first started, I was looking up, other people's interpretations mm -hmm. and it was like oh cool but then as i got gained confidence and learned to trust myself more and more 
I created my own based off of, you know, my own understanding of these things. And it's way more accurate. Yeah. Uh, for, for me, like I, a lot of times I'll just like use guidance basically mm -hmm. to, to know where to look. Right. Like I, I haven't really gone through the process of trying to build my own dictionary at all. Uh, if they're not obvious, I don't really know if that makes sense. Well, if they're, if they're meaning if, if they're important, they will be made obvious. Yes. Yes. But like a lot of times I'll just look things up and just be like, you know, um, I, I don't know. Like if I see it, if I see an unusual animal that I don't see very often, right. right. Like I'll, I'll look it up and, um, find different interpretations and just use, um, what, resonates you know right yeah yeah you can feel it yes when you're right yeah and you can feel it when you're not right yes exactly it does not feel good at all when you are not on the right track yes yes and one thing that's um has taken a bit of practice with getting used to is understanding how it feels when you when something actually resonates and right. when something like anti-resonates right right because um in, in internal biases and traumas and egoic stubbornness all do a fantastic job of faking that oh yeah <laughs> yeah and and if you uh before you get that ego in check when your ego is still kind of sick yeah. you know uh you will manipulate the synchronicities to be what you want it to be instead yeah. of allowing things to be what they are yes. because when you ask a question you're going to get the honest answer right mm -hmm. and for me at least a lot of times that hurt a lot yeah and it was not the answer I wanted but mm -hmm. it was the answer that it, I asked for and for a while I would be like well I can't possibly mean that because I want it to be this <laughs> so I would manipulate the definition of the sinks or or the answer to be like well obviously it wasn't a no yeah so it's got to be a yes because if i do two backflips and a split and you know sing the abc's backwards it makes sense yeah that it would be yes yeah like <laughs> your your mind will turn into a political lawyer with a quickness oh yeah and it'll make it make <laughs> sense too it's wild yeah Yep. Yeah, our minds are so freaking powerful. Mm -hmm. and, and it's just a shame that most people, well, in my observation, from my perspective, from my experience, a lot of people are following somebody else's narrative or interpretation of reality. Mm -hmm. And as a result, creating that for themselves. But when you figure it out yourself and you choose to move from your own personal experience, it, everything changes. Yeah. Your world becomes exactly what you want it. Mm -hmm. And for a while there, it was a little scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I, I'm not going to pretend I wasn't, like, terrified during parts of it. But, yeah. like, I don't know. For me, it was, like, less about, like, um, I don't know. I, I, I never really had, like, paranoia type stuff. Yeah. I had a bit of a fear of insanity for a while. Yeah. It, those, that, the. Insanity has a very distinct feel. Yes, it's, it does. It is similar to an emotion. Mm -hmm. You can feel it, and it's fucking weird. It is. And 
we kind of skirt around the edges of it because I've fallen in a couple times and it's not, it's very difficult to get back out of. Yeah. Can I, be. I, had a, I had a brief, um, a brief stint with uh psychosis for yeah. a little while. Yeah. I, it was weird. I didn't, I didn't even think about it at the time uh, as being psychosis. I was just, uh, it, it was super weird because I was like doing something and I was just like, I sort of like casually was like, hmm, this is interesting. I'm having a hard time telling the difference between fantasy and reality. That's weird. Yeah, it's wild. Yeah. Because they're they're kind of the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> but In you have to be able to maintain your understanding. The higher understanding seems like fantasy. Because mm-hmm. we were taught from the lower understanding that it's not real. Yeah. So being able to maintain the collective perspective as well as the higher perspective, that is an art form. Yeah. It's a dance. (laughs) And you do, uh, everybody I know who has broken through to that level, to to the genius area Mm -hmm. of frequencies or whatever, uh, almost everybody I know agrees that you have to pass through a certain level of insanity and break straight through the insanity to the genius. Like, yeah. Think about, think about all of the best minds throughout all of history. All of them were seen to be as insane at, at some point. And that's because their concepts are so far outside the understanding of the average person. Mm-hmm. Everything seems insane until it starts making sense. Yep. And that's kind of the point, you know, mm-hmm. the greatest minds throughout all of history, Tesla, uh, Mozart, uh, Einstein, Einstein, yeah. you know, like all of them. And mm-hmm. so many unknowns, they, they broke through the insanity to the genius and then turned around and gave what they found to everybody else. And they all called them crazy at first, but then it started making sense. And they were like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. These people are geniuses. Yeah. And, you know, it's they see that it's a gift. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. Like, it, it, the, um, the modern scientific community uh, just absolutely hates this kind of talk, you know? Oh, yeah, because it's it goes like, against everything that's solidified in science yes but the (laughs) freaking weird thing is that they have no idea how many of the scientists that they look up to did the same fucking thing yep you know saying Mm -hmm. the same thing like um uh newton isaac newton he was freaking huge into alchemy Mm -hmm. like to the point where he translated the emerald tablets multiple times yeah most of the greatest scientists blended uh the non-physical and physical sciences like they they practice magic Mm -hmm. yep and um uh, a a pretty recent example i mean recent a hundred years ago but like physics really hasn't moved that much in a hundred years right (laughs) anyway um the uh Oh, what was his name? Um, I keep I keep getting Paul Dirac in my head, but that's not him. He was an atheist. Um, uh, what was his name? Um, Pauli. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pauli, the 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 guy that discovered um, quantum spin uh, dynamics. Okay, right? I'm not familiar with that one. 
Oh, okay. Like, uh, there, there, there's this weird thing with electrons that if you rotate them 180 degrees, uh, no, I mean, th 360 degrees, if you rotate them 360 degrees, they're backwards from where they were before. So you okay. have to rotate them 360 degrees twice to get it, them the right way. The right way. That's wild. Okay, which is yeah. really weird. Um, yeah. Quantum, quantum make shit a lot gets of sense. real weird. Yes. But he like figured that out and he, he came up with like this absolutely genius like matrix representation, like mathematical matrix representation of uh, a lot of these like really weird quantum operators. Right. But in a way that was extremely compact and easy to do. Oh, wow. Freaking genius, dude. But anyway, he was like good friends with uh, Carl Jung. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And there, there's this, um, there's this hypothesis that they put together. The, the, uh, um, the Paula Jung hypothesis. Oh, okay. Go on. That physical reality, including quantum physics, is made out of archetypes. Yes. Yes. Accurate. Yep. One of many accurate statements of yes. Yes. And, and they, they, they had this, um, th this, this idea that the physical and non-physical realms were both manifestations of some ineffable realm. Right. Yep. Which is also that's pretty pretty well word. aligned with my understanding of things. Yeah. Right. And that's it's like the ineffable ineffable club, you know? Yeah. Like you have to <laughs> experience the ineffable in order to be able to discuss it with anybody and the only people you can really discuss it with are other people who have experienced the ineffable. Yes. Yes. Otherwise everybody's going to think you're nuts. Yep. Yep. But yeah. But yeah, it's uh it's just really funny to me how many of these like genius scientists that completely revolutionized their field would be kicked out of science these days. Oh, they'd, they'd toss them in a, a hospital. Yeah. They'd call them crazy. It, that's mm -hmm. why we're not evolving or yeah. advancing. Yeah. Because either everybody's too afraid to push the limits and to mm -hmm. go outside what's accepted and understood and dive into the unknown, or they do they go and they're lost to insanity forever or they do and nobody listens to them. But yep. Yep. the thing is, is there's enough people doing it now, expanding and making the decision to go anyway and face their fears and dive into the unknown. The evolution is happening yes. and nothing can stop that at this point. Like mm -hmm. I understand that it's scary for the people who are too afraid to go, but that's why you got the brave ones like us and many, many others who went and will continue to go and will continue to expand and will continue to explore the unknown so that we can evolve as humans. Otherwise, we are going to be stuck in the same fucking loop over and over <laughs> and over doing the same traumatic shit mm -hmm. over and over and over. Yep. Like a great example of fractals in reality, right? Mm -hmm. Patterns. Pearl Harbor, big traumatic event. Twin Towers, big traumatic event. Yep. Virus, big traumatic event. Same exact archetype of a event happening over and over and over. We can change these things by deciding not to participate with them and instead invest our energy into something more constructive, more uh, positive, optimistic, something that benefits the whole. Mm -hmm. It's just something to think about. And with fractals and patterns, you can see 
everything that happens in the macro at a micro level, right? So think to yourself, uh, the Challenger, what was the the spaceship explosion? That's another one. Like, uh, for me, it's like the Twin Tower thing happened right around when my father died. That was a tower moment for me. Mm -hmm. So on a micro level, it was my tower moment, right? Yeah. On a macro level, it actually happened in physical reality. So what is your (laughs) micro facet that matches the macro facet? You Mm -hmm. know, you can find the collective patterns individually. Yes. And if you can identify that, you can begin to see the patterns and see what is going to happen before it happens. And you can make the conscious decision with awareness to change it yes and the more people who are moving with awareness and making better choices the less likely it is that we will experience collective downfalls like that big traumatic events right yeah but we've been so conditioned to just accept these things like oh oh, somebody bombed another building with thousands of people in it just another thursday and it's like that's this is not normal a virus taking out, you know, they say millions of people, not normal. Mm-hmm. You know, like I had this discussion with one of my distant family members a few years ago. I was like, this is, it's not normal to to expect these things. Right. To be like, oh, you know, the military is just walking around casually with their guns out. Martial law, it's just another Monday. Yeah. You know, that's not normal. We've been conditioned to accept trauma as normal as right. okay mm-hmm. to the point where there's now virtue on suffering. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, what, that's a great indication, a great huge red flag to you that you are upside down. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if you think that your suffering earns you a trophy and is something to be proud of that you are a victim, you are upside down. Once you, accept that everything that has ever happened to you made you who you are and you love that person and you're a survivor and you're strong and you're grateful for it, then it's highly probable that you're right side up. Right. Sorry. I ramble. You know, I fucking love fractals and patterns. I just love them. The yes. facets. I could go on forever. Yep. Yeah. We might have to do another episode another time where I can ramble more about it. <laughs> yes. Speaking of rambling about fractals, something that's been on my mind a bit about it is like, um, uh, like physical reality seems to be made of like these fractals and archetypes. Right. Right. I mean, that's been my understanding. I've seen some like really bizarre shit a few times. Like when my third eye like really opened with the Kundalini activation Mm -hmm. and like, um, as far as I could tell, it's like it, re- reality is like made out of these archetype fractals, right? right. And there, I, I kind of wondered, like, you know, where where does this stuff come from, right? Oh, that's a million dollar question, right? Yeah, yeah. And like, I, I know that, um, in a way, your experience of reality is generated by your individual consciousness. Right. right. Yes. My experience of my reality is generated by my individual consciousness. No two people the, see the world exactly the same. Exactly. And that's freaky. 
it is. It, well, I mean, I, I came to terms with that as a kid. Um, <laughs> of course you weird. did. I was like 33 <laughs> when I figured all this out. And yeah. it was very suddenly. Yeah. Well, I, my introduction to it, I, I think it was like six or something. And <laughs> so and like <laughs> I, I, it, it was because I, I have always had that like loud ringing in my ears. It, yeah. it's, it's not tinnitus. It's just this like loud ringing mm-hmm. in my ears constantly. Yeah. Uh, when it's quiet, it gets like really loud, right? Right. Yeah. And you know, I, I I said something to my mom about like the that noise that you hear when you can't hear anything else, right? Right. And she didn't know and what you were talking like, about. She was like, "What the hell are you talking about?" And I was like, "Like that that hissing noise." And that's when you learn that not everybody experiences reality the same way as you. Right. Exactly. She was like, "Nobody hears that because it's just you." <laughs> Like, oh, apparently not. That's weird. Apparently, yeah. other people do. Yeah, but anyway, like, um, I, I I know that like the 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 realization that um my my experience of this reality is generated by my consciousness. Um, I could see why a lot of people kind of fall into this like pure subjectivist sort of Boltzmann brain um interpretation of reality right. like i am the only one that exists oh yeah oh <laughs> that, that's that's not a fun that was not a fun space for me i know what you're talking about yeah the one yes the all i am all there is yeah it's easy to fall into the god complex uh, yes. slash uh savior complex yeah with that yes yes but like um that, that, was that was something that fun. I was like, you know, my scientific brain. I was just like, okay, so how do we coordinate this shit between us? Right. right? Yeah. Like, we obviously agree on stuff. Right. How do we do that? Right. Yeah. And uh, I was thinking about like fractals. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, what was that about a year ago? I wrote that fractal rendering program. Yeah. So like, what are fractals made out of? Numbers. <laughs> uh, I mean, kind of. It's, it's like there's a there's a mathematical description, right? right. A simple one that, evol- yeah, yeah. The the math is like super simple, right? Um, it's just like one function that's iterated repeatedly, right? Um, but like, if you look at a fractal, what are you actually looking at? You're looking at a, um, a, a computer representation re- of a concept exactly yes it's it is a mathematical construct that is rendered onto a computer boom like just mind blow light bulb (laughs) moment yes it's wild it's it's, it's similar thing with like you know our 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 our, uh experience of physical reality right Um, it's like the reverse of that yeah you observe and you interpret yeah. Whereas fractals interpret and then observe. Like you write the, the, why yeah. can't I think, I can't think of the word. <laughs> you write the equation. Yes. You write the equation and then it manifests physically. Mm-hmm. And what, I know pre-awakening, it's like you observe and then your mind writes the equation. Mm-hmm. But can you write the equation and then observe in physical reality? Yes, that's when you become a creator. Yeah. An architect. Yeah. And there's definitely an interplay that goes on between um, the 
observation and the writing, I guess. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Still super fuzzy on all of that. But... You could change it, too. It's freaking crazy. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure how much you can change. That, that's something that I'm, like, a little hesitant to, like, dive deep into because, like, I don't, I don't want to wind up on the moon or some shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, there is a period of time where you realize that you're the creator and, like, if you sneeze wrong, you might accidentally create an earthquake in <laughs> California. Like, it's it's weird. It's really weird. Yeah. But it's not, but it is. No, it's definitely weird. It is. Um, so, yeah, the idea of being an architect or creator, like, uh, driving the fractal is terrifying because it's like you don't want to be responsible for accidentally, like, manifesting nuclear war. Yeah. But at the same time, oh, God, I don't know if I want to get it. That's advanced, advanced stuff where it's like if you accidentally blow the planet up, it, it just starts over. Like, you just do it yeah. again and you don't do the same thing next time. What was that show we watched? I was just trying to remember the name of that. Uh, the it was something on Am Amazon. Oh, the uh, Devil three thirty. The Devil's Hour. Devil's Hour. That, that was... is a phenomenal show that explains how reincarnation and timeline manipulation works. Yeah. You specifically time loops. Time loops. Yes. Yeah. You go through the same loop. So many times that eventually you remember what you did the loop before and you you subtly change things mm -hmm. and you can actually drive the entire reality that's driving the fractal that's driving the patterns you are the uh, the front runner for uh, driving a timeline it's if you want to understand reincarnation time loops and being the creator of your own reality uh, watch the devil's hour. But uh, warning, that is some high level understanding stuff that can fuck your head up. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it, understanding death and rebirth and how everything is infinite and that death is not real. That is a lot to wrap your head around and it can destroy your psyche if you're not properly prepared for it. But also everything is always exactly as it's meant to be. So if you go watch it anyway, uh, and you're gifted with this understanding, it's because you could handle it. Yep. Yes. And uh, I know, like, I don't know. The, I, I, I was going to say, I, I'm sometimes I, like, imagine someone, like, from thing, things from other people's perspectives, right? <laughs> and I was like, man, huh? some of this sounds kind of insane, you know? But Oh, it but definitely it, does. It does. It does. But, like, um, the thing about, like, you know, uh, sort of steering timelines and like shaping reality and stuff. Right. It's 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 less about like um I don't know manipulating other people and stuff. No, free will exists. That's not what I mean. Yeah, yeah, all. yeah. I mean, it, it's like you know, like um, we're not saying that we could just like magically make things happen for everyone immediately, right? No, it's. It's 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 more complicated and a little bit subtle, more subtle than that. That's something I could explain, but I would have to do that one on one. Like I would have to yeah. understand their perspective before I can explain how that works. <laughs> yeah, but like so, something to keep in mind with that is that like time is not linear, and like I, I know I know that gets like thrown around a lot, but it, it it's not only not linear, it's not um not one dimensional. 
it's not even two dimensional. No, it's like, um, you can like move with, sideways, you can move backwards, forward, up, down. I mean, yeah, directions it, that you don't even know about. Yeah, and, and a, a lot of it, kind of my my understanding of it, uh, is very heavily reinforced by my understanding of uh, quantum wave mechanics. Mm. Like it's it is. Uh, the many worlds interpretation of quantum mechanics is surprisingly accurate to, yes. to my understanding of things. Yes. It's like there's... You choose. Yeah. There, there's... It, it basically... All, probab- all probabilities just exist. And right? you choose which way you want to go. Right. And it, it, it basically like somehow our consciousness acts as a select function for... The probability space. Right. So you have this infinite probability space of all possible outcomes from the entire history and future history of the universe. Right. More than you can imagine. Yes. And yeah. we just like our our experience of linear time is our consciousness basically drawing a line through that probability probability space. Right. Yeah. And you choose your probable future based off of your previous experiences while you're on autopilot. Mm -hmm. Once you awaken, once you become self-aware and you self-realize and you're gifted with this understanding, you learn how to steer that, how to navigate it and Mm -hmm. how to move through it towards what you want. And I'm just going to put this out there because I really, really struggled with this at first. It is not selfish to give yourself what you want. Yes. It's not. I still struggle with that. It's hard. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. It feels weird. Yes. It feels weird to be like, I can literally do whatever the fuck I want to do and and give myself whatever I want to give myself. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, when you're trained and taught and it's pounded in your head that doing something nice for yourself is wrong and bad and makes you a selfish person, it's really difficult to choose yourself. Yeah. But... <laughs> That's also how you access that space. You yes. choose you. Yep. You become the chosen one when you choose yourself. And get out of your own way. Yep. That's the hardest part for me. <laughs> Just flow. I, you know, I, I'm grateful to have the ability to calculate probable futures, to see uh, which way each choice will take me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really grateful for that. But it is a lot uh, to wrap your head around and it's a lot to, uh, it takes up a lot of bandwidth, you know, uh, uh, mental energy to calculate every single choice that I make. So what was easier for me was to retrain my intent and to, to heal and get myself in a better place mentally and trust myself to make the proper decision. Mm -hmm. It's cool to be able to calculate it and to see which way each choice will take me. But it's so much easier to just trust that I will always make the right decision. Mm-hmm. And that even if I make a decision that takes me in a direction I'd rather not go, that it will serve a higher purpose that will take me to an even better place. Yep. And it, it, basically what I'm trying to say is having the ability to calculate probable futures is cool as fuck. <laughs> and it's kind of like, you know, flashy. And it's it's... It's a uh, good ego food, mm-hmm. you know, to be like, hey, look what I could do. Yeah. But it, the real flex is being able to flow and make the proper decisions without thinking. Yep. Yes. That's that's the real flex. Yeah. And like your higher self knows more than you do. Yep. You got to remember that from the bird's eye view, 
from the higher perspective, they can see more of the picture. Yes. So trusting yourself and trusting your connection to your higher self will take you to incredible places. Right. Yeah. I, I remember hearing a, um, I don't remember where I heard this. It was uh, many years ago. I heard this uh, sort of um, uh, story. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the right word, but anyway. <laughs> My brain is being really weird. Yeah. Um, uh, her, her allegory. That's what I was trying to think of. Mm-hmm. I heard an allegory about like trusting your higher self versus trusting your ego. Right. <laughs> like, um, yeah. <laughs> it was like basically like imagine you're on like a river on a raft. Right. right? And you're going down the river and you come to a fork in the river. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's very, very wooded. And you can't really see which way it goes. Like you can see that this one goes to the left. This one goes to the right. They right. both go behind a bend with a bunch of trees. Right. Um, and your higher self is flying like, you know, above 100, 150 feet above you. And right. it's like, you should go left. And you're like, nah, I think I'll go right. Oops, shit. There was a, a waterfall. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you got to be able to trust blind faith. Yep. Sometimes good, sometimes bad. Depends on who you're putting it in. But mm-hmm. when you trust yourself and you move that way, like going where you, where you feel called to go. Mm-hmm then you're going to be okay. You're yeah. always going to be where you're meant to be, even if it doesn't feel that way. Yes. Yes. That, that, oh God, that, Ew. that has taken <laughs> me so, uh, I'm not even going to pretend like I'm good at it now because I'm still not, right. <laughs> but like feeling that calling to do something and, and then like your, your programming and your ego is like, no, 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 I can't do that. That's just being like a dick. I can't be an asshole. I, I can't be selfish. I right. can't do this stuff. I, no, I'm and not going to do that. And then you got people that. around you being like, oh, that's selfish. Yeah. You're a dick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're so ego. Yes. But like, I don't know. Like, um, th- th- there have been a couple of times, several, several times where I felt like this strong calling to do something. And I'm like, no, I'm, t- I'm just being ridiculous. I need to just stop and just drop this. Right? Yeah. And then it should get, keeps getting more and more uncomfortable until I finally follow through. And I'm like, okay, fine. I'll freaking do it. <laughs> yeah. And then I feel better. And everything's yeah. fine. And it's it turns like, out to be a good thing. Yep. Yeah. It's relief. Yep. 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 It's wild. Yeah. The more you resist the flow, the weirder shit gets. No, uh, okay. The more uncomfortable. The more uncomfortable it gets until yeah. you finally cave and you give in. Either, either you continue resisting. And shit's going to get real destructive and uncomfortable for you. Or you allow yourself to flow. Allow yourself to explore the unknown. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're nervous or worried about what might happen or what could go, that meme or inspirational quote that's like, but what if it goes right? What yeah. if I fall? <laughs> what if I stumble? But what if you fly? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's part of training yourself to make the proper decisions. Focus on the fact that you might actually fly. Mm-hmm. It's more probable that you are going to soar gracefully <laughs> than fall and stumble. So I don't even remember where I was. Oh, yeah. If you don't flow, things will get really uncomfortable for you. But if you can flow, you are going to find yourself in the most incredible situations. The most miraculous things will happen for you. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Like. Yeah. If you can just let yourself move with the current and follow the sinks and 
listen and move with pure intent, incredible things happen. Mm -hmm. And if you fall, so what? Like, yeah, I mean, you I mean, fell as a toddler learning to walk. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like, can you imagine just being like telling a toddler, "No, no, 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 don't try to walk. You might fall down." Right. No. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna fall down sometimes. You just pick yourself up and keep going. Exactly. <laughs> just like that. Yep. Yeah. Just doesn't even have to be a big deal. Just be like, "Oh, okay." And Learned. keep it moving. Learn something. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's the as long as you get back up and keep on moving, it doesn't matter. Exactly. And for every down, you're gonna experience a high to the same degree. Yes. If not more. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Oh, I just, I just scared myself with the reflection of the the light <laughs> on the microphone in the mirror. <laughs> I was like, or I mean, in the window, I was <laughs> like, what is that? Oh, it's just a light. Yeah. Yep. That's funny. <laughs> Sometimes I get a little jumpy with the sinks. Like, it's weird because, like, the, uh, when it comes to synchronicity, it's a link, you know, it's something that's spoken through all of your senses. Mm -hmm. So if you're in a weird spot, you could get real jumpy and weird. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I scare myself all the time and then I laugh about it because I'm like, what the hell? That's <laughs> it's funny. It's not even that serious. Yeah. I, I always just get like that. Whoa. Yeah. Well, sometimes it's like, childlike just complete awe just mm -hmm. like holy crap this is amazing yes and then other times it's like ah get me off get me off this ride i don't want to be on anymore <laughs> i don't think i've ever had that I, mean, no. I, I think like the only like negative reactions i've had to synchronicities is like when they keep hounding me about something that i'm like but i already know it's true but i'm like part of part of my ego is being like resistant and butthurt about it yeah and i just keep getting the synchronicity over and over and over again and i'm just like she's okay fine i know i get <laughs> it <laughs> i understand i got it yep yep all yep. right all right well, i think we're gonna wrap this episode up thanks for listening bye thank you for listening to another episode of the water glow podcast you can find us at podcast.waterglow.net you can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Samsung Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, pretty much anywhere where you find podcasts, we're probably there. If you want to support the show, become a patron on patreon.com slash waterglow. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email us at podcast at waterglow.net. Thank you for listening, everyone.